This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Amen. Our first hallelujah scripture here, our first slide, amen. We're going to be coming out of Jeremiah 29 and 11, a very familiar scripture. We have heard this before. Hallelujah. And what's going here is God has Jeremiah prophesying to the kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom, the southern nation of Judah, amen. They are falling away from God. They're getting into idolatrous activities, amen, and God uses Jeremiah, a person who loves Judah, who loves his people, hallelujah, to deliver some difficult prophecies to them. But as is God's pattern, amen, as is God's character, as we will see in a moment, amen, he has some other things to say to them as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah 29 and 11. I'm reading from the King James Version. And it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Basically, what God was saying through Jeremiah is that despite your idolatrous behavior, despite you falling short of the mark, that you're not living up to the life and the commitment to me as God. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. It's been a while, two years. And even prior to that, my life, my testimony, your lives, your testimony have been much like the people of Judah, amen, we've had our great highs and we've had our lows. We've had our mountaintop experiences and we've had our valleys, hallelujah. But God's character is consistent in that he always will reach out to his people. As we can see here, amen, hallelujah, he has thoughts of peace towards us, not of evil. And he wants us to have, another version says, a future and a hope, hallelujah. Glory to God. That doesn't mean that God was pleased with every choice we made or every decision. Uh, you know, we stepped out on amen, glory to God. But God has good thoughts towards us. Hallelujah. Now, this, this prophecy is specifically to Judah, amen. But the character of God's not going to change from how he prophesied to Judah to how he prophesied to the modern day church, amen. He is consistent, Amen. Hallelujah. So for all of our Bible scholars, yes, this prophecy is specifically to Judah. Amen. But it does highlight the, uh, the character of God. Amen. This is the God we serve. Hallelujah. Real quick, let's look at two definitions. Amen. And then we will pray. Amen. This expected. Amen. It's not a term we used in this sense. Hallelujah. But it is a Hebrew word from the Old Testament. It is tik- tikvah. And it means things hoped for or outcome, or the hoped-for future. And the word end, amen, is ak-ar-eth. And it's the after part, or the end of time, the latter part of the actual close. A future, i.e. a happy close of life, suggesting the idea of posterity. We know posterity t- it has to do with future generations. And promised to the righteous. So God wanted to give Judah... A, 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 a good future. Although they were going through 
rebellious and idolatrous, idolatrous times. And God is trying to use Jeremiah to turn them back to him. He still has a future for them. And likewise, he has a future for us. Amen. So with that said, amen, our next slide is our title. Amen. The hoped for future. The hoped for future. Hallelujah. We all have uh, a hope for a good future. We know the Bible hope is a, a confident expectation of good. So the hoped for future, despite what's going on, despite the challenges, despite the worldviews that are clashing, despite the political wranglings, despite protests and people being killed innocently, hallelujah, by police officers, but, but despite, uh, hallelujah, the division that we can feel sometimes, Within this society, God has a good future for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Help me to pray. Amen. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for every soul gathered here in person and those that are gathered online. Father God, we need a word from you right now. And the task that you've given me is far, far too great for me. It's too heavy for me to carry. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Lift your people today like never before point them to their future in you we thank you we praise you and we bless you in Jesus' name let somebody say amen hallelujah the hoped for future hallelujah next slide please amen what can we hope for what does the bible tell us we can hope for what can we look forward to what is a confident expectation of good that we can hope for Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're coming out of 1 Corinthians 15 and 51. This is Paul speaking about our resurrected bodies one day. Hallelujah. The Corinthians had a lot of questions about their future. All right. And he is talking about how we will get new bodies. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51. Hallelujah. I'm reading from the Amplified Version now. All right. What does Paul say to uh, the Corinthians here? He says, listen very carefully. I tell you a mystery, a secret truth decreed by God and previously hidden, but now revealed, coming out of 1 Corinthians 15, 51. We will not all sleep in death. There may be some here that will not die of physical death. But we all, but we all, but we will all be completely changed. Everybody that's a believer in Christ will be changed one day. Wondrously transformed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet call. For a trumpet will sound, and the dead who believed in Christ will be raised imperishable and we will be completely changed and wonderfully transformed this is what we can look forward to in the future hallelujah thank you lord glory to god hallelujah next slide please changed hallelujah this changed now we're in the new testament portion of the bible now the bible was originally written in greek amen this word changed is a word, a Greek word, alasso, hallelujah, and it means to change, alter, exchange, well, we can exchange one body, this perishable body, 
for an imperishable body, this corruptible body for an incorruptible body, hallelujah, and it means to transform. To transform means, hallelujah, to make a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. Hallelujah. We all will be changed. Transformed in a twinkling of an eye. Having trouble in your body right now. It's not your eternal home. God's got something prepared better for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, we could get so focused on the here and now, how things are, and most people in the world believe this is just it. It's just oblivion. That's why we're so eager to compete with one another. Who can make the most money? Who could become the most famous? Who could have the biggest house? God's got a glorious future for us. And one of the things he has for us is a wondrous body. body. Amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Saints, God would not have us to be ignorant. So in all that getting, get an understanding. God would not have us to be ignorant. He wants us to know about our future. Now, he's not going to give us every single detail, amen, but he wants us to give us a good picture, a good vision of our overall future, amen. Next slide, please. We're coming out of 1 Thessalonians 4, starting at the 13th verse. We're going to read a few verses here, amen. This is Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica. They were seeing their saved loved ones pass away, and they were starting to lose hope about Christ's return, Christ's return. Amen. So Paul wanted to reach out to them and encourage them that God had a good future for them. All right. Very familiar scripture. Amen. So it says, hallelujah. I'm in the Amplified Version again, starting at verse 13. It says, now we do not want you to be uninformed or, or ignorant in the King James Version. Believers about those who are asleep in death so that you will not grieve for them as others do who have no hope beyond this present life. There are many people who have no hope beyond this present life. Yes, we can grieve for people that we know that have died in Christ, but not like those who don't have hope, hallelujah, beyond this present life. We're going to see those, hallelujah, that we have lost in our lives, that are saved, amen. As a matter of fact, our relationship with them will be eternal. I'm going to see my uncle again. We, we're going to continue our relationship. I'm going to see one of my best friends again. Our relationship will continue because they died in Christ. Got a little pause now. A little break in the action. They moved out of town for a little bit. But we're going to be together eternally. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Matter of fact, we'll spend more time together in eternity than we did here on earth. <laughs> so that loved one you lost in Christ, you will spend more time with them in eternity than you will, hallelujah, in this present life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we're both being glorious bodies. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. You know, hallelujah, uh, becoming older and aging, amen, is an earthly thing after the fall. Hallelujah. We're going to see our loved ones, amen, hallelujah, in a glorious uh, young state. Hallelujah. No, I'm not anti-ages. I'm not against aging and all that. Hallelujah. We, we all are getting older here on earth. Amen. But that does not exist in heaven. My God. Let me read on. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, if we believe, we believe in the resurrection, as in fact he did, even so God in the same way by raising them from the dead will bring with him those believers who have fallen asleep in Jesus. So those that have died before us in Christ will come back with Jesus. Next slide, next verse, verse 15 says, for we say this to you by the Lord's own words. So Paul is now saying, this is not my words. These are not my thoughts. These are the Lord's own words. That we who are still alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will in no way proceed into his presence, those believers who have fallen asleep in death. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of a command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the blast of a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Rise with and be combined with their new bodies. Absence from the body present with the Lord. But they'll come back with the Lord and they will rise first in their new bodies. Next slide, next verse, verse 17. Then we who are alive and remain on earth will simultaneously be caught up or raptured together with them, the resurrected ones in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so will we always be with the Lord. We'll always be with the Lord. What is heaven? We'll always be with the Lord. You know, God doesn't send anybody to hell. Hell really is separation from God eternally. And heaven is to be with the Lord eternally. If you don't like God here on earth, you're not going to like being with him eternally. And God's not one to force himself on someone to make someone love him. That's why he gave Adam and Eve a choice in the Garden of Eden. Although I heard from God that this woman was my wife, I could not make her my wife. She had to make a choice. Nor could God make me love her. We had to make a choice. So God does not send people to hell. He's a loving God that will not force people to be tortured with him forever. In eternity. Heaven is not playland where playland is there and, 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 and the, the garbage dump is, is, is hell. Heaven is a spending eternity with God. Hallelujah. So young people, I want to encourage you to get to know the goodness of God. Our mission statement here is to unveil the beauty of Christ through the preaching of the gospel of grace. That you, I hope that you've heard something over the years that you've grown up about the beauty of Christ. Why I would want to be with this wonderful, loving person who came and died in your place for your imperfections, for your failings, for your personality quirks, your flaws. He died for you. And there is no greater love than that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read on. Hallelujah. Therefore, comfort 
and encourage one another with these words concerning our reunion with believers who have died. You know, this scripture is supposed to be read to comfort and encourage us that we will see those that died in Christ again. And as I mentioned before, we'll be with them for all eternity. Hallelujah. I think sometimes we grieve, and I'm not saying grieving is bad. Grieving, a separation from somebody is hurtful. And God never intended that, but that's a result of this fallen world. But sometimes we grieve because we feel like we'll never see them again. And if, they're, if, if they died in Christ, we will see them again. And then let me say this to you, too. We don't know who's had a deathbed experience and gave their heart to God. We don't know. My grandfather was, had a deathbed experience. My mother's father. He said, they coming, they coming. He was seeing something. He said, they coming, they coming for me. Gave his heart to the Lord. I don't know who, he, who was coming, <laughs> whether good or bad, but he saw something. But I'm going to see him again. He's going to say, hey, Sonny, you got the body, baby. Use it. That's what he used to always say to me. Make a million, baby. I'll be hearing that for all eternity. I was like, all right, okay. I love you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at a word here real quick. Hallelujah. Ignorant, or as we read in the Amplified Version, it rendered uninformed. So this word in the Greek, since we're in the New Testament portion of the Bible, is a word agnoeo, and it means not to know, or sometimes with the idea of willful ignorance. So God would not have us not to know about our future. He would have us not to know about our, uh, uh, he would have us not to, uh, not to be ignorant about the departed loved ones that we've had. He, he wanted to encourage us, all right? But also means sometimes with the idea of willful ignorance, amen, that sometimes we make a decision to not know about certain things. But that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to know. Hallelujah. He wants us to be encouraged. He wants us to be built up. Hallelujah. Let me really keep it real with you. We've had some deaths, amen, in the uh, legacy of the Living Waters Church. Amen. Hallelujah. But know that those that died in Christ are not suffering. Hallelujah. They are with the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I don't really feel sorry for those who die in Christ. Because they're not suffering. We might be suffering <laughs> here on earth, but they are not suffering. And there will be a resumption of our relationship with them. If we believe Jesus rise, rose from the dead, we should also, in fact, believe that they will rise from the dead as well one day, as well as ourselves. Amen? Next slide, please. Jesus is gone to prepare a place for us. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. God himself has gone to prepare a place for us. Hallelujah. Glorious place, a wonderful place, a place paved with streets of gold. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, this is not the final reality, what we experience. Sometimes, as humans, we can get so caught up in this present temporary reality. Our God has gone to prepare a place for us. Let's read. Next slide, please. I'm coming, I'm out, of, I'm coming out of John 14, 3, the Gospel of John 14 and 3. I am in the King James Version. And it reads, this is the words of Jesus. He says, and I go, to, I go and prepare a place for you. He's speaking to his disciples here. I will come again. I will come again. Jesus will come back and receive you unto myself. Anybody ever walked up to somebody and you weren't received? We could be funny as human beings sometimes. Act like we don't see you. Act like you're too busy. Or you're better than somebody else. We, that's what, as human beings, we can do. But our Lord and Savior says, and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Is another confirmation that we will always be with the Lord. Let's look at some words real quick. He goes to prepare a place for us, or het, het oi madzo, to make ready, to prepare, absolutely, to make the necessary preparations, get everything ready. He's getting everything ready for us as believers. All right, and there's an illusion here, amen. Uh, he, he is the fulfillment, but in the Jewish culture, amen, a young man would tell the uh, young woman he just got engaged to, I go to prepare a place for you, and he would build a room onto his father's house. All right, and when he came back, he had up to seven years to prepare that room, to get himself financially in a good position that he could support a wife, amen. And when he came, he could come back at any time, anytime his father gave him the approval, amen. And they would blow a horn or a shofar, amen, when he was on his way. And the bride had to be ready at the moment, amen. And this was pointing forward to what Christ coming back for us, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This word place, I go to prepare a place, topos in the Greek, of a spot where one can settle, abide, and dwell. We'll have a place to settle, abide, and dwell with Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a spot set just for you. No mortgage. No taxes. No light bill. No heat bill. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A place for you. Specifically for you. And receive you unto myself. This word receive is hop, 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 ooh. Where, whither, in what place? So he'll receive you in, in that place that he prepares for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Saints, our future is secure in Christ. Our future is secure in Christ. Let's take a picture. Let's take a look at the perfect society. Next slide, please. The perfect society. You know, everybody wants to live in a, you know, we, you know when you want to live in a great community and a great school system and great neighbors and all that, which you, you basically want to live in heaven. You, wa you want to live in a great place. 
All right. And sometimes, you know, some communities, we try to keep certain people out and only allow certain people in that are like us. All right. But that's not heaven. All right. That's man attempting to make heaven on earth. All right. But let's take a look at the perfect society. Next slide, please. Revelation 21. I'm reading out of the King James Version. I'm going to read a few verses here. Amen. I'm starting at verse one. This is the, uh, uh, the elder, John the elder. He was an apostle as well, amen. He lived the longest, as you've heard me say over and over again, of all the apostles, amen. He had a vision, amen, that uh, God gave him while on the island of Patmos, amen, in the book of Revelation. And towards the end of the book of Revelation, in, in, in chapter 21, verse 1, it begins to read, I'm reading King James Version. It says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Let's pause there for a second. First, first verse of the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven, or in the Hebrew, it says heavens and the earth. Now John sees a new heaven and a new earth. Things have changed. All right. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. Let me pause here for a second. There was water before the flood, but the, but the, 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 the earth was not three-fourths water. And the water, the overwhelmed earth that we have now with water was a result of Noah's flood or the judgment that came down. And many people have died because of this overabundance of water and it has changed the way our weather operates. But there'll be no more sea. No more uncontrollable weather. No more tornadoes. No more people dying at sea. You know, the deepest part of the ocean is said to be about eight miles deep. Eight miles is, uh, is uh, we live a little less than that, but that's between... Where, where I, I am right now here at church and where, where I live. That much water. My God. But no more sea. And I, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Jesus is with men. And he will dwell with them. This is how you know it's Jesus. is he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. No more tears there. We've heard this scripture before. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow. Imagine a place with no sorrow, no heartache, no disappointment. Nobody teasing you or making fun of you or looking down upon you, nor crying. Think of all the things that we have normalized on this earth that are no longer in existence in the new heaven and new earth. 
neither shall there be any more pain. My God. Well, we try to achieve these things through politics. We try to achieve these things by exclusive neighborhoods. We try to control these things through immigration laws. We're trying to make that here without God, but it doesn't work. No more pain. It says, for the former things are passed away. All these things will be former. Next slide, next verse. Verse 5 says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. All the negativity that we experience in this earthly, present earthly existence will not exist any longer. Hallelujah. But brother pastor, I want that now. It's not ordained for now. You go, God never intended for all those difficult things, for difficult life to be. Amen. But as I mentioned before, he gave Adam and Eve choice. Why did he give them choice? Why didn't he just make them do what he wanted to do? Because that wouldn't be love. Love gives you a choice. Let's say that Dorette decided she didn't want to be with me. Love would be like, okay, God bless you. It would hurt me, but go on. Not love would be, well, I'm going I'm to I'm chase you down every day. I'm going to call you every day. <laughs> I'm going to force myself on you. It's not love. God knew this was the most perfect situation, although it's failed existence as this is because they made the wrong choice. It was the only way he could go because love has to give choice to the other person. God wanted to be chosen. He didn't want to force himself or anybody. Saints, you can't make somebody love you that doesn't love you. But God is an influence on the heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God can turn a heart. Amen. Hallelujah. A willing heart, an open heart, a soft heart, a, a good soil heart. Hallelujah. As he did for all of us. Our hearts were influenced. We were changed and we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. When before that, amen, we were content in our lives in the world. Amen. So there is hope. God's the greatest influence on earth. God is the greatest influence on earth. Amen. So behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, for th these words are true and faithful. These words are true and faithful. They will happen. And he said unto me, it is done. I am it is done. It's a done deal. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. What does all that mean? What is, what is happening? Next slide, please. A thirst in the Greek. Dipseo, it means desire earnestly. Those that desire earnestly. Figuratively, it means those are said to thirst who painfully feel their want of and eagerly long for those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. So those that from their soul, from their entire being, really thirst for God. 
they'll be refreshed. Hallelujah. And strengthened and supported. Amen. Water here. Amen. Is a Greek word hudor. And allegorically it means that which refreshes and keeps alive the soul is likened to water. Viz the spirit and truth of God. Hallelujah. Our deepest longings for God will be satisfied in the new heaven and new earth. Our deepest longings for life will be satisfied in the new heaven and the new earth. Now, Brother Pastor, that sounds all good, but what about now? I'm tired. I want my blessings now. And by the way, you said this is the year of breakthrough, and I'm holding you to it. Hmm. Next slide, please. <laughs> That's all good in the future, but what about now? The valley of trouble to the gateway of hope. Hallelujah. Before I even turn to the scripture, amen, there, this valley of trouble that the scripture is going to refer to is an area near Jericho during the time where the man named Achan had taken a, uh, I don't know what you would call that, a statue or symbol of a, a, a god of Jericho into his tent and hid it and buried it. And the next battle that the Israelites had under Joshua, they were defeated. And God said that there was sin in the camp. In other words, someone had taken an idol. In other words, it was pointing to that Israel wasn't 100% devoted to God because there was someone there who, who was worshiping another God. All right. And he would not give them the victory if that sin was still in the camp. All right. Glory to God. So that's the valley of trouble that the verse is referring to. All right. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Uh, this is our last scripture. This is Hosea 2.15. Hosea ministered at a time to the northern kingdom of Israel. After David's son, Rehoboam, or during his time, Rehoboam, the nation of Israel split into two kingdoms or two countries. The northern kingdom uh, tended to, uh, did not have the temple in it and tended to more frequently tend towards idolatry and getting away from God. The southern kingdom, Judah, did have the temple in it, and all the priests went down there because they wanted to be around the temple, amen, during this split. All right? So here Hosea is ministering to the northern kingdom where their activities are being compared to a prostitute or an adulterous woman who has left her, who has cheated on her husband. All right. So with all that in mind, let's read this scripture. What's what's happening here? All right. Looking at the character of God, he says, I will return her vineyards. He's speaking of Israel. To her. We know that vineyards and during an agrarian society, a farming society, vineyards are of great value. I will return her vineyards to her. I'm reading from the New Living Translation and transform the valley of trouble. That's what I just mentioned into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there, speaking of his, a renewed relationship between God and Israel, and 
as she did long ago when she was young or when she first got saved, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt, Egypt represents our bondage to sin. Now, once again, for you Bible scholars, Hosea is not speaking to the church here. He's speaking to the northern kingdom of Israel. But God is consistent in his character. He would not treat the Israelites better than he treats his people that are saved through his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So what am I saying here? Amen. We've all had valleys of trouble. Well, we've done things and acted in ways that were not consistent with God. And even though we were saved and we did things, we thought things and we acted in ways, hallelujah, that were not pleasing to God. But here God saying to his people, I would turn your valley of trouble where you sinned, where you looked away from me, even though you were saved, hallelujah, into a gateway of hope, amen, that there'd be an opening for hope in your life. This is not talking about the new heaven and earth. This is talking about, hallelujah, on this heaven, on this earth, amen, hallelujah, during this time, hallelujah, glory to God, we're mankind still on earth. So listen, all, we've had a tough couple of years, amen. Hallelujah. We've had all kinds of things happen. Hallelujah. But I know my God is consistent. Amen. Hallelujah. Our valley of trouble. Hallelujah. Is turned into a gateway of hope. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That in the midst of this mess that we're in, amen, God's got a plan for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants us to have a confident expectation of good. Amen. That a gateway, a gateway means an opening of hope for the here and now. Once again, Bible scholars, I know this scripture was amen for, the, for those of Israel. But God's consistent in his character. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. Look for that gateway, y'all. That gateway of hope. Something that was, uh, was full of trouble, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. God's going to open up a gateway of hope, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you were inconsistent in your walk with God, hallelujah, but he's got a gateway of hope for you. Yeah, you made some mistakes, hallelujah, but God's got a gateway of hope for you, hallelujah, glory to God. Ah, you slipped up and you cursed, amen, hallelujah, and other people caught you cursing, amen, but God's got a gateway of hope for you, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. God would not have us here on earth hopeless. Here's a bold statement to you. The only source of hope is in Jesus Christ. It's not on TV. As much as I love the Knicks, it's not in the Knicks. They may go down 3 1 today. <laughs> it's not in my Mets, even though they're in first place. It's not in my wife. It's not in my children. It's not in my mother. It's not in my father. It's not in all of you, but it's in Him. In Him we live, we move, and we have our being. Saints, if you are struggling with hope, you are focused on the wrong thing. If you are struggling with your hope, it's because you're focused on the wrong thing. Jesus always encourages us 
to have hope. Hope in what? Hope in him. He is the foundation of hope. All hope is built on him. Amen. Oh, I don't see a lot of people at the church, and you know, I ain't. I don't know if I have hope. My hope's in him. My hope's in him. It's in him. Oh, my husband's having problems. My hope's in him. It's in Jesus. My wife, you know, she's bugging out lady. My hope's in him. Oh, they didn't give me that raise I'm supposed to get. I worked so hard. I deserve that raise. Maybe you do, but your hopes should be in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, that President Biden's bugging out. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not pleased with him in the first hundred days. My hope's in him. Because he will provide me a gateway of hope. Hallelujah. Let me close with this last slide. Hallelujah. In conclusion, saints, with the current challenges we face in this life, let us take hope in the fact that God has a glorious plan for us. Jesus is making ready a place for us where there is no crying, no death, no sorrow, no pain. God will not have us to be ignorant or without hope. In the meantime, on this side of heaven, God will turn our valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Saints, look unto Jesus, hallelujah, the author and the finisher of our faith. I am done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope is a vital um, component to our Christian walk. Hallelujah. But placing hope in things that are not Christ is not vital. Amen. Don't even have hope in me. Have hope in Jesus. You have hope in Jesus, Jesus can strengthen me. And I can execute the will of God as pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Listen, you are someone out there that is struggling with hope. You've put your hope in people, places, and things. And your hope has at best been inconsistent. Amen. If this message impacted you, amen, and that you would like to place your hope in Jesus Christ, amen, Please allow me to say these words with you, this prayer with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe on the third day you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as payment for my sins, for my imperfections. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, now say amen or so be it amen if you said that prayer and you said it sincerely amen holiday you are saved you will one day be in that new heaven and new earth jesus is going to prepare a place for you hallelujah and he will return for us again amen he would he wants you to make him the foundation of your hope amen and there's a whole lot of hope in this word amen hallelujah i want to encourage you to read your word and to feast off of the goodness that is in the word. I also want to encourage you to find a church home that preaches Jesus and Jesus alone. If you would like to join us, amen, continually online, that would be great. If you want to join us in person, we are practicing safe uh, distancing here at the church. Hallelujah. We are wearing masks. Amen. Uh, as things change and evolve, we will change and evolve with it. Amen. As we meet as a board, 
and leadership of the church, amen. But in the meantime, we've had no incidences of any kind of coronavirus here at the Living Waters Christian Center, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, while we've been open, amen. So hallelujah, we have an overflow room, amen, with a TV in it. So if you want to join us and we're full to capacity, amen, you can still experience the worship service with us in person, amen. But right now, if you would like messages of hope, messages of the gospel to continue, ma'am, sir, young ma'am, young sir, we need your help. Amen. Hallelujah. Please invest in the gospel here at the Living Waters Christian Center. Amen. You can do that in three ways. You can make a donation. You can make an investment. You can tithe. Hallelujah. If you have a church home, tithe to your own church. Amen. Hallelujah. Support that church with your tithe. Amen. Hallelujah. But if you would like to give an offering, amen, we would gladly receive it here. Hallelujah. Or if you've made this your church home, you can tithe here. Well, Brother Pastor, I've heard all about that tithing. But tithing is no more than us responding to Jesus being tithed unto us as believers. He, he was sown by God. Into, so for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He gave or tithed his son unto the world. Amen. In response, as Christians, we tithe back unto God for the support of the gospel. Amen. The good news of Jesus Christ that we are, hallelujah, forgiven of our sins, past, present, and future in Christ. Amen. He became the sin sacrifice to Father God. Amen. So, Please support us. There's three ways, amen, you can support the gospel continuing to be preached, amen. The first ways you can give online at lwccgrace forward slash donations. I, I probably said that wrong. lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. It's on your screen, amen. The second way, amen, you can mail in a donation to the Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. That is on your screen as well. And we will pick up that donation and deposit it, amen, in the good soil here that is Living Waters Christian Center. And the third way, you can come and join us in person and sow a seed for the support of the gospel, amen. Hallelujah, glory to God. Let me pray over these offerings. Father God, we thank you for the seed everyone is sowing. They're sowing for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. They're sowing for the furtherance of the gospel that more people might hear the good news about your son, Jesus Christ. Bless these seeds that they sow, some 30-fold, some 100-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold return, some million-fold return, let it bring forth that they might be blessed to be a blessing to others. We thank you today. We praise you for everyone that's given and all those that have a heart to give but are unable to give. Give them seed in the name of Jesus. We thank you today. We praise you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Let somebody say amen. So I welcome all those that gave their heart to the Lord, to the kingdom. Hallelujah, the family of God. Hallelujah. You are welcome. Amen. Hallelujah to the family of God. Hallelujah. And we will be back next week with another message from the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your long weekend. For those of you that are off tomorrow, we'll be back at 1130 next week. Amen. January, I mean, January, June 6. Amen. Hallelujah. Next week, the year is going by quickly. Amen. The year is going by quickly. We're in our six month already coming up. Hallelujah. God bless you. God loves you. Enjoy. We love you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.